Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the cooking voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris, coming to you from the wave paths and uh, of your other contralations through uh, this part of the world and all of that, and would I know I'll shut up any second now. It's the food show. Here's the idea. We go on the air live and we talk to you or anybody else who drifts in and tells us where he or she has been eating lately or what you really love to eat if you're not eating it today or uh, anything else you want to know about the the dining scene in New Orleans. It's uh, America's best city for eating uh, and uh, that's why I just go ahead and say that. If you uh, think you can uh, show me otherwise, uh, I, I look forward. Well, I don't look forward to it, but uh, I, I, I'd kind of like to see what you uh, it goes in through your mind, uh, telling us how your uh, ideas are better than ours. Uh, I, I'd be very happy to see that, actually, because there is so much good food out there uh, that you never get to the end of it. And uh, it's always a pleasure for me to be here uh, performing our broadcast here on 105.3 FM HD2, and Marianne is here, and Marianne always re- resembles, not, wait, excuse, that, that's not the word I want, uh, she always uh, comes in and makes it clear what uh, it is that we're looking for around here, good food, uh, a lot of fun, uh, easy, also very important, uh, accessible. There are a lot of restaurants out there that people would like to go to more often than they do, but they don't because they don't have the money for it. I can relate to that, but uh, I think most of us do. Anyway, we uh, put that in here and uh, always looking for uh, anything along those lines. Uh, the more of them we have, the better, because I can pass it around to all the people who listen to us all the time. 260 6368. 260-6368. Those are our phone numbers. That's all you need to know. Just punch them in there, and away you go. And speaking of um, <clears throat> speaking of Mary, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, something just went down. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Have you ever uh, been to a, a place that for you, for your money, is uh, the best thing all the time? Or, or is that the just the best too... thing all the time? Yeah. 
Because sometimes you get something and it's good one day and not so good the next day. No, I think that we had this conversation yesterday about New Orleans food and spirits. We Mm -hmm. got a completely different thing than we normally get, which is the seafood platter. And it was spectacular, as everything else that we've ever had there is. Our usual Monday haunt, New Orleans food and spirits. And... We're not talking about a really expensive restaurant. We're talking about a casual, rather inexpensive restaurant with sort of just good home cooking kind of food. But it's really good, and it's a great price, and it's 100% consistent. You know what you're going to get when you go there. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of places that are consistent, but I think there are a lot of places that aren't consistent as well, and that's a little bit frustrating sometimes. Yeah, well, not not too bad. Uh, at least we have it out here. There are a lot of parts of America that uh, don't really have any particularly good food. They really don't. You can get get down there and oh, I and think there's a I think there's probably more places than not. Where the food is not particularly yeah. good. That's Where why the, when that's why when that guy called us that time and said that his girlfriend was looking for diner kinds of food, I thought, uh, why? <laughs> you know. Well, in its why? time, in its time, it was one of the most popular things around. You know, like Woolworth. Never here though. We had Woolworths here. We had uh, uh-huh. two of them that were very famous. One of them was on the corner of Rampart and uh, Canal, and the other one was on Canal uh, right across the street from um, from the uh, mm-hmm. that that big store, D H D H Homes. Homes, thank you. D H Homes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. You know, it's interesting. Um, it does. Yeah. The. Uh, the Southern Charm Bistro, the Southern Charm, which has taken over the O'Brien's Grill. I think I have their card right here because we went there and is and had looking for another location, which I find pretty uh, wild. Well, they because were because they're in, just so busy, they don't have enough space. So that just goes to show you how desperate the uh, the clientele on the West Bank is for good food. I mean, they just, mm-hmm. you know, they're packing them in all the time, and and they just need more restaurants, more good restaurants over there. Yeah, that's yeah. been said by for the West Bank for a, for long, a long time. Long no, time. But, Probably since the 80s, huh? When the, oh, even, even earlier When the that. oil bust hit. Anyway, so, well, what can you do? I don't know, We but we expect you to come up with it in the next 10 minutes. You expect me to come up with uh, a wonderful topic? We can yeah. do that. Oh, you've got one. Let's hear. Well, wait always, before you go. I always though. have topics. I have. Uh, yes. So do I. We have. Uh, we have a little feature in here called the almanac, the gourmet. We do. Fa- yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I. Uh, I have two of them today because the the gizmo that throws out the ink uh, was running a little late, so I lost a few of these lines here, and they're, they're, I couldn't get them to go. But uh, we had some other things uh, here. If you want to take a look at them, uh, you might find them interesting, Mary. Tom has yes. the most <clears throat> absurd track record with a printer. We could do an entire show we on really Tom could. and printers. Yeah. 
it's, it's quite a, remarkable, actually. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's uh, focused uh, in a small area. It's not something that we have, you know, 50 uh, printers 260 or anything like that. 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-6368. Yeah, that's a little funny, yeah. Menu, guess what, Tom? Tell me, what? Today is National Jambalaya Day. Don Clement, do not it call is. me with your canned jambalaya recipe. Well, he will, though. I've, I'm sure he will. Uh, I guess I should probably try that because it's, I mean, I'm not going to do it today because yeah. it's also our anniversary. We have to find some place to go that is worthy of an anniversary. It's, a, it's For 30 a, years, we went to the Windsor Court, and then we decided to start something new on our 31st. So we're not going to the Windsor Court. As a matter of fact, we're not on the South Shore at all. So uh, I was going to throw out Dakota, maybe, since we haven't been there in a very long time. Mm, long tr- you, a long trip, sort of. But, you uh, threw out Pardos, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, jambalaya. I love jambalaya. I love jambalaya right up there with, let's see, what are my favorite things? Besides pizza, of course, hamburgers. Seafood um, platters. No, I, I used to really be into seafood platters, and I stopped fried foods for the most part, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And I, I, I do fried foods occasionally. If there's a Where really have you good, found them? There's a really good house-made chip or a really good house-made French fry, I'll do that. But for the most part, I really don't do fried foods. I mean, it's it's a rare thing. But the other day, yesterday at New Orleans Food and Spirits, I figured, what the heck? You know, let's try it. So we did it. But um, but generally speaking, I'm and I and what I find is that when I've done fried foods, it's kind of like <laughs> I'm one of those people that you know, if you fall off the wagon, people with discipline, they fall off the wagon. And then they regroup and they get back on it. I say to myself, okay, well, I've already done that. I'm just going to keep going. And that's what I do. Mm. So if I've had fried foods one day, I have fried foods the next day. And then where does it stop? You know, and that's that's just kind of like. No, it seemed to me to be the other way around. You, If you get into one that is you know, three bottles of this or that, it starts you a, a rip and roar on you. And then you wind up eating a lot more of it. Yeah, something like that, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the jambalaya. Jambalaya, the one wonderful thing about jambalaya is mm-hmm. that every time you have it, it's different. You say, Tom, <clears throat> that <clears throat> I do not like Zatarain's. That's not true. I do like Zatarain's mix. I just prefer Tony Sachery's, and I also like Oak Grove a lot. I haven't tried all of them. But I don't really, it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I have a recipe for jambalaya, which is just the mix. Mm -hmm. It's just the mix. And I do everything like I would if I was making it from scratch. I do the, the trinity. I do the sausage. I boil my own stock from a smoked chicken. I do all those things. But I don't trust myself to do rice properly or to have the right spice blend. And I find that Tony Sachery's 
has a spice blend that to my palate is really, really good. And mm-hmm. so that's what I use. But you know what I found about those jambalaya mixes? Tell you me. can't use more than one kind together because the rice cooks at different speeds depending mm-hmm. on the mix. So if I, and I learned this the hard way with Oak Grove and Tony Sachery's in the same pile, uh, it didn't, it didn't, Oak Grove cooks slower than the others for some reason. I don't know what kind of rice they're using. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Best jambalaya in town. Good question. What uh, you could That's start... an easy one for me to answer. Oh, well, hit me. Uh, Eric Luce. Eric Luce. Yes. Who that? Eric Luce, the chef at Luke. When Mary Lee, Mary Lee's almost wedding, we did a tasting at La Foray, which was. Um, actually, it wasn't La Foray. It, it had already changed hands yeah. and was a block away from uh, Pigeon and uh, Prince several things. or Pigeon and Prince. I yeah. don't know. I don't even know why they that, named it that. It's silly. That was, name. Uh, well, it was another John Besh uh, thing. Yeah, it was a venue with John Besh for a while. And um, it, it's, it's a stunningly beautiful place. I don't know what's going on with it now, but uh, it would be a pity if it became anything other than a venue or a restaurant because mm-hmm. it's, it's really, really beautiful. But um, we did a tasting there, and Eric Luce, who was the chef then, he now is the chef at Luke, but Eric made a jambalaya that was otherworldly. Good. Yeah, it was uh, the three of us. It was Mary Lee and her fiancé and me, and um, there was actually a pot of it, and we killed the whole thing. We absolutely killed the whole thing. And we told him later that was absolutely the best jambalaya that we had ever had. And he said, you know, I took a bite of it on the way out of the kitchen, and I stopped in my tracks, and I turned around to the chef, and I said, remember what you did here. This is good stuff. And it absolutely was. And I don't know if the chef did remember what he did. And Eric has the keys to that kingdom. But I'd be willing to bet that the jambalaya at Luke is probably the best you're going to find out there. Luke, you, don't, in, you don't see jambalaya too much on menus. Uh, no, not as much as, you know, but it, it comes and goes. There are some people that really love it, and there are other people who, who like it pretty well, and they keep the, the dishes full. Is there anyone who doesn't like jambalaya? I'd be really oh, curious to hear that. I mean, how far wrong can you go? It's it's rice and Let's see if vegetables has, and, uh, and sausage. I mean, isn't sausage one of God's great creations? Um, the, the jambalaya at Luke, I think, is an outstanding version. And I think another version that I really like is coincidentally at the same place we were just talking about, New Orleans Food and Spirits, mm-hmm. where Byron will make it sometimes as a special or part of a special dish. Byron? Byron. And he, he makes one that I don't usually like. What's I don't that? like seafood and meats in the same pot. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with you. And I think that's true of gumbos. I, Italian I, food. I like 
meat to be meat and seafood to be seafood. And uh, he does it all, Byron does, but I still like it. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. We'll come back, uh, have a, a break to get into, and uh, here it comes, here on 105.3 FM HD2. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and a lot of other cool people here with us as well. Thank you. Hang on and come visit to us. Visit to us. WWL, 105.3 FM HD2. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, well, I would like to wish you a very happy 31st anniversary here. Thank you, Doug. And you do know that the 31st anniversary is the timepiece anniversary. Oh, is that so? That's right. So I'd like to wish but, you a happy uh, 320, I think. That 320? Be, what is the timepiece? What is the significance of that? It's a watch. It's something you now, tell time with, unless you're is. very slow and use just a calendar. In this house, the 31st anniversary might be the murder anniversary. Uh, you know, what do you mean by that? That's the 32nd. Sounds dangerous. Wait, what, Doug? That's the 32nd.
Don't dance me, I won't dance. Don't ask me, I won't dance, madame, with you. My, where'd everybody go? We were having lots of fun there, or were we? <laughs> what is that you're holding? That's a, that's a microphone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's so I can speak into it and carry yeah. on the show. Uh, put out a little how note. How about that for an idea? Huh? What? I said, how about that for an idea? What? You know, I like one of your old kitchen sage says yeah. today. Jambalaya. Um, wait, no. No, this is your deaf dining rule. If you can identify everything in a jambalaya, it's not a very good jambalaya. Isn't that the truth? No. You don't think it's true? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Well, I mean, you know, you, you nobody would want to eat. Are you eat. implying that jambalaya should be sort of mushy rice? Because I don't think so. No, mushy. I hate mushy. Yeah, I know. I hate mushy uh, from whatever <laughs> I know. direction. You were talking about the two different kinds of the Jazz Fest, which I absolutely am adamant about. Yeah. Well, they have so there's many of them. There's the Creole one, which is red, mm-hmm. and there's the Cajun one, which is brown. They are very distinctive. I do not like a Creole jambalaya at all. Uh, It has to be a Cajun jambalaya. You are not alone, and a lot of people feel the same way about... I don't uh, know. I don't know that they do. As a matter of fact, I have a photograph here. Do you have a preference, Creole or Cajun jambalaya? If you do, give us a call, 260-6368, a little informal poll Uh, here. Yeah. Two six zero six three six eight. I, I think it, that right? what you wrote about jambalaya is really pretty interesting. Of course, yeah. I mean, you know, what did I say? It always is. Uh, but you were talking. It's, it's quite lengthy. I mean, it, it goes on for most of the almanac today. Hmm. But you have here that it's there are two two kinds. Um, the Creole is made with enough tomato to turn it a distinctly red-orange color. The Cajun jambalaya mm-hmm. may have some tomato in it, but probably not. It's emphatically brown and typically spicier and meatier. While both styles can have the entire range of proteins, the Creole version is more likely to include shrimp. Mm-hmm. While the Cajun version more probably it's, it's includes spicy, smoky sausage mm-hmm. or tasso, yep. chicken is common in both. See, I don't, I don't think, I don't, again, meat and seafood, I don't like it. Jambalaya is often called a descendant of paella, but we question that. You could as well say uh-huh. it's a descendant of fried rice. I think fried rice is an invention of American, chi- quote, Chinese restaurants. Yeah, there's no doubt about <laughs> it. We, we were, uh, we, I love fried rice, but I think it's fake. We uh, uh, we we went over to uh, Trigen Trigen uh-huh. a couple of days ago yeah. and really had a very sparse program because we didn't want to eat a lot a lot of food, but it was it was very good and you know uh, Trayen is so steady so uh, yeah, reliable. It's good. It's good. Anyway, they we had a you know a big uh, big plate of it. You had your mushu pork and mushu I pork. had the steak special, which is always great. So fantastic for the money for $20 yeah. you definitely get a whole filet mignon it's cut up into slices but Tremendous. there's a whole filet mignon there in terms mm-hmm. of of ounces of beef it's exceptionally good i don't know what chinese people know about green beans that we don't know about green beans but in chinese restaurants there is an elevation of the stature of green beans, in my opinion, to something rarefied, absolutely rarefied. 
Um, I noticed this mostly at Din Tai Fung in California, but that's a Michelin star Chinese restaurant. It's everywhere the, it's, there. It is exceptionally good also in the steak dish that they do as a special at Trey Yen. There were green beans in there, and they had that same fantastic, can't get enough of them quality. Two six zero six three six eight. if you'd like to join our little chat fest here. So chat fried rice. So, so fried rice. Fried rice, okay. I uh, submit that fried rice is strictly an invention of American Chinese restaurants. Well, here it was. and uh, <laughs> She says it's not having ever dined in China itself. But mm-hmm. well, it's, uh, And not likely to for a long you know, time. There's one uh, aspect of uh, Chinese food, and uh, this, I think, also applies to hum- uh, jambalaya, too. And that is, if you get a plate of what you are pretty sure is uh, you know, a modest platter of Chinese food or jambalaya, either one, and it has what There's absolutely you, nothing in common other than rice. There, uh, what you wind up getting, though, is a quantity of food that is way out of uh, whack to, as to the quantity of the food that comes to your table. And whenever you, we, we had uh, a, so, a, a hot and sour soup, Small one, not even the big bowl, but the you know the normal size, and then uh, there was the mushu, which we had done with pork. Uh, simple enough. It was probably the biggest thing of all, and then uh, finally there was a, an entree, the steak special, the steak special, which was tremendous. But when you looked at it and compared it with the, uh, a similar uh, quantity of it from anywhere else, you would say that's too much food. It's a, it, you eat Chinese, it's in, in advance, you know, it's much more, uh, much hungrier Tom, to, to... Tom yeah, is shrinking yeah. because he doesn't eat. He eats like a little old lady. A few you bites know, and you're done. Are, they tell us A few for, bites and you're done. <laughs> for, for years, they tell us that you have to cut down on, your, on the things that you eat. Eat this, this, and this, but not this, this, and this. And then once we get to the point where we're actually doing that, what comes out of it? What comes out of it is me, which I've my my uh, weight is is like way out of whack, and uh, I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. Uh, now let's put this fried rice thing to bed here. Okay. Let's do, let's do fried that. rice. The origin of fried rice goes back to A.D. Oh, 589, 618, right in there in the Sui Dynasty of China, in the Yangzhou province, and that's in eastern uh, eastern China, as a matter of fact, is when that dish started. So it is, in fact, Chinese. So there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that, well, I still maintain it may have origins in China like all the other things that you see in American Chinese restaurants. But I'll bet you the Chinese version is unrecognizable to American palates. Like, you know, the Chinese version. Just the same way as everybody's gumbo is different. Same thing. Same, same. I can can buy into that. I, I... I don't know if I would agree with that because in China, in China, there are a lot of unrecognizable things that I wouldn't want to eat, whereas I would eat uh, just about anything. Oh, I'm 
know. Maybe that's not true either. Gumbo in a dark roux. I don't know. Anyway. Dark roux, you put it on some things and not on others. The, the older I get, the more I find that to be true. A dark roux? A what do dark you mean you put roux, it on something? Uh, well, uh, gumbo is the most obvious uh, uh, spot, stopping part, starting part. I'll, I'll get this yet. And, Obvious example. Um, Doug, what year was that fried rice did you find? It's B.C., you said? Oh, well, you must be busy. But anyway, where were we? 516 A.D. 516 A.D. Plus or minus, okay. plus or minus a few years uh, because yeah. they didn't okay. keep really good. So they didn't have early. watches or anything. Okay. I have to say I do like paella a lot you what a, i a like lot. paella oh paella a lot and it it is very very close to jambalaya like. but what's interesting about paella and jambalaya is that i just said that i don't like seafood and meat together and paella absolutely has seafoods and meats together and i find paella to be wetter generally speaking than jambalaya yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty true. There's a place in town. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's a place in town where it's like a pop-up, and they're doing paella. I haven't heard about it, but and I, I wouldn't I be surprised. I saw them at a at a food truck in Covington at an art show, and I'm trying to think of the name. It's two girls, hmm. and they have this pop-up paella thing going if anybody knows what i'm talking about would you call 260-6368 mary lee knows the name of him because <clears throat> she sees it on instagram but if you are an instagram traveler and know the name of what i'm talking about please give me a call because <clears throat> i think people would like to know about where this is and where you can get some of this since you're right tom it's not really all that common to see jambalaya in restaurants and if you don't want to make your own jambalaya maybe this paella would work for you yeah and I there think are some, has a good uh paella too well, there, are, there are all kinds of dishes that pop up and that you you don't expect them and they are utterly unique i'll give you an example of this oh and you know it just occurred to me that this week that is ending now uh it's not ending it just started huh it's tuesday I, I know, but for for okay, at the end I of this week will be will be Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. Okay. Got you. No. What <laughs> what I was working up to is that uh, this uh, week was uh, my birthday on on two different occasions. Well, it was only one birthday and then two celebrations. Well, uh, you, you, uh, a lot of things are celebrated once and then the, again of an hour later. You know that's. But anyhow, uh, we went to Antoine's. And started out at Broussard's, actually. But Antoine's has a dish on its menu called Oysters Foch, F-O-C-H. It's named for the uh, hero of, the, of World War One, not World War Two, World War One. And um, upon getting there, I recognized this dish uh, because I, I hadn't had it there in a long time. Oysters Foch. <laughs> And it starts off with fried oysters, no big deal, just straight ahead, sh- fried oysters. The rest of it are the parts of the, you know, of the oyster that are not, you know, completely covered with uh, crunchy stuff. This one, though, had a sauce on it that was practically totally black. And, and it covered the, the uh, 
the uh, uh, oysters. And I remember having had this on on previous reports over there, and 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 now remembering how much I liked it. And it was this dark, dark, dark roux is what it was. Put this load on top of itself, and uh, what a dish! I mean, I, I cannot think of anything even remotely like it. But that's where the the that kind of uh, thick, thick, thick roux kind of stuff comes in, and it's good because it sets us apart from everybody else. I think. Yes. Yeah. 2606368 is the number. If you'd like to chat with us, give us a call, please. Yeah, why not? WWL 105.3 FM HD2. What's going on? Imagine that. Hi there, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We'd love to talk with you about food, about restaurants, about cooking and wine and all of that. Um, uh, Marianne is here with us, as she always Hi. is, at just about on just about all of our visits around and about. Tom, did you go yeah. to that dinner at Louis the Sixteenth with Paul Bocuse? No, I remember hearing about it, but I never, I did not go to that. Was that before you were really entrenched in the gourmet food scene here? No, I'm pretty doggone uh, entrenched in it. But uh, this was in the late '70s. I remember, I remember it well, and I was not there for that. Um, but we were talking about it for years. We, there might be people still talking about it even now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what were they saying about it? Well, we were so accustomed to do our local cuisine here Mm -hmm. in New Orleans and all the Cajun and all the rest of it. 
that the rules followed by the chefs in uh, from Europe uh, would would surprise uh, everybody else because we didn't have that kind of very sharp uh, different styles of, of cooking. Uh, and a lot of the younger guys, they turned out a great product. Everybody loved it. But they also had much more uh, very sharp, uh, fixed up uh, ideas of what you could do and what the you rules. couldn't do. In the rules, right, for what the French chefs all did mm-hmm. and you know, all of that. And uh, so that didn't really penetrate New Orleans. Did you ever have Paul Bocuse's food anywhere? No, no. Mm-hmm. Can't say, um a couple, three of them. Who did who uh, did Henri for a brief time that it was here? The restaurant. Yeah, who was the oh, chef of uh, Henri? Yeah, it was. Um, oh gosh, I'd have to step and stop. Did and they remember. stay in town after it closed? They uh, well, what they did was they came in every uh, twice a year, mm. and they would. So come it wasn't in. even really local people. It was no, it was distinctly French chefs. And you could, and this was a very tight thing because these these chefs had come out of uh, Paris. Excuse me, in it was it came out of Paris. Excuse me, I said it again. What what I meant to say is that they these, they came from France and they were playing everything sharp, addo, you know, really. So they had they didn't stay in town. So twice a year, the chefs that were responsible for the food at Henri, came yeah. in town to look it over, to check things out, or what? That's exactly what they were doing. And actually well, it who was, was actually in the, cook, well, in the kitchen it was, cooking the day-to-day stuff? Again, I know the guy. I got to know him very well because I, I was traveled. Was it René Bajot, was it? No. Okay. Uh, went to uh, the part of France where those guys came from. And that was uh, unbelievable. Was that Auberge de Lille? Auberge de Lille, right. Okay. That's it. And uh, that was the. Wait, the, did you go to? You didn't yes. go there as a result of having been to Henri, did you? No. Uh, yes, yes, and no, because Henri came to town twice, and he brought in people from New Orleans uh, twice a year, and the the two would get together. The two groups of chefs would get together and give each other tips. That's basically what it was. So we had this absolutely rock solid chef, bunch of chefs who were uh, practically in heaven. Rarified, and, and, yes. <clears throat> and it was, uh, it was So really... does anyone know who was actually in the kitchen at yes. Henri back yes. in the day? Yeah. On if one... you do, give us a call, 260-6368. What? On, on one particular day, it was me. And uh, I, I had uh, muscles. <laughs> I said in the kitchen, Tom. Yeah. Did you have a chef's toque oh, to make your muscles? Well, no, they, they told me, would you like to? And I said, sure. So I learned a little bit more about uh, about cooking. And uh, these guys were happy to hey, do it. Then they, let me rephrase that. Does right. anyone know who was in the kitchen and getting paid to be there? I was being paid. Back in Henri. Uh, in the, in the, like, what, mid-80s? No, no, it would have yeah. been... No, it been like the early 90s, Could late, be. late 80s, early 90s. Could be, yeah. Because I didn't show up in your life until today, actually, yep. in uh, 30, 31 years ago. You didn't meet my, my <clears throat> what, how did that go? 
Uh, I I don't even want to venture a guess, Tom. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I'm it's looking like for a couple of questions to be answered. Mm-hmm. One is who was in the kitchen at Henri at Le Meridian Hotel That's where it back in the day yep. for the brief time that uh, Henri was here. Exactly. That's uh, that's what I'd like to know. And you said that, wait, did you say that, um, okay, I was looking at a L'Auberge in your almanac, thinking mm-hmm. it was uh, L'Auberge de Lille, but it wasn't. It was um, Lyon. It was Paul Bocuse, more about not, Paul Bocuse. Not bad, though, to have him. Who, Paul Bocuse? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that um, today is also the premiere of the first installment of Julia Child's cooking show in mm. 1963. Yeah, that did. So it's odd that that would be on the same day that Paul Bocuse was born. Maybe there's a connection. Could be. Maybe someone said, let's start the show on that day because he's one of the big French chefs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I saw that uh, that Julia and Julia, that movie. Do you remember that movie, oh, Julia and Julia? Very, very entertaining, yeah. That's uh, that's actually on demand, Tom, if you want to yeah. see that movie instead of your Jimmy Fallon one night. Yeah, Julia and Julia. I thought that was a cute little movie. Yeah, it was a cute little movie, and uh, uh, later. Did you meet Julia Child? I was about to say I was uh, at a at a uh, hotel. Well, it was the Royal Sinesta, is where I was on the uh-huh. ground floor, and uh, they invited me and some other uh, uh, media wheezeballs to come on in and, and check it out. So I sat. Was she cooking, or was she just sitting there? She was sitting there, but we were talking about food enough that you could, she could put it down for you. Anyway, uh, uh, we were sitting there, and the first sh- uh, the first dish that came out was oysters Rockefeller on or incorporated into uh, uh, something like a, a cast a custard. If you can put your eye around that, I can't. Uh, it, but it wasn't sweet. It it was definitely uh, all. So it was like a it was like a an oyster. Rockefeller but casserole. With, exactly, but with a really uh, but more more custard to more, it. Right, but but not no. So it's uh, almost solidified, only exactly. softly solidified. And, uh, uh, and she was uh, like a souffle, maybe. Yeah, I was in that direction, except like an oysters Rockefeller not sweet. souffle. It wasn't sweet. That was the yeah. Only, you can have souffles yeah. that are not sweet. Yeah. So it's like an oysters Rockefeller souffle. Right, and and you would bake it in the oven a little bit. Before it went out yeah, to the table. Yeah, all souffles are baked and, in the uh, oven. Well, some t- like a, a custard wouldn't, not always, anyhow. So, anyhow, uh, getting back to this, uh, she uh, sat down and tried the, this Rockefeller bisque, not bisque. It, the, what, souffle. A souffle, yeah. It wasn't exactly a souffle, but uh, <clears throat> well, anyway, she came in, she tried it, she said that she really loved it. Oh, this is very wonderful. And that was the only comment that the restaurant got all evening long. So it was a dinner. <clears throat> yeah, it was a dinner. Were you it, sitting? You were at the dinner also. I was with them. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, uh, Julia Child, I'm talking about. But uh, it was funny to me at the time that they, they that they sent her those. Uh, what year was that? That would have been, I'm guessing, 
late that had, late eighties. I, I was about to say that had to be before my time because I know that I would have heard about that. So that had to be before I entered the picture, which was nineteen eighty. The, the point is, uh, the funny thing about it was that uh, uh, when she ate a, ate a, a second uh, pop Bite. in the mouth, there, uh, it was she. Uh, she said nothing more about it. So I took the idea that she probably didn't like that very much. But well, maybe uh, she's just not a an effusive person. No, well, I she think, actually is an effusive yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, I don't. She's rather known for that, actually. We so didn't I don't know. Food her, fool her, or anything so maybe like she that. just didn't like it. Maybe she, that's, I don't think ma- she did. That's maybe the only thing yeah. that she liked. And that was where at the Senesta. Who at was the in Royal the Royal ki- Senesta? Who was in the kitchen? Uh, then? you know, once again, I'm sorry to do this all the time, but it's when, when the band is. It wasn't Andrea? Doing, was it? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was. Uh, it was a chef. Uh, who was at the Royal Sinesta for a long time. Oh, I know you're talking about. Michelle Marceau. That's who. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. But uh, who ha- who now has Michelin, maybe? The place out in towards uh, No, Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Mirabelle, yeah. Yes, it's, it's in Hammond. Hammond, right. He, he and I, uh, that was at the time that I had uh, the boyfriend. Um, you had a boyfriend? Uh-huh, I did. And um, I wanted to make him beef wellington on his birthday because that was his favorite dish. And I got puff pastry from Michelle at the Sinesta, who told me, don't even attempt to make puff pastry. Just come get some for me. <laughs> so I came to get it. And I I think I did actually make the dish, and it was fine, but it mm-hmm. was I couldn't understand it at that time. But I mean, he he was kind of a gourmet too. He and and I remember when I told him I was going to marry you, he thought it was absolutely hysterically funny <laughs> that 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 we were going to get married uh-huh. and share a life together because he knew what a non gourmet I was. And he really was a gourmet and thought that the idea was preposterous. Wow, and it worked out beautifully over over such a long time. Yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Just Hello? <laughs> he was right. It was preposterous. 260-6368 is the number. We are just, you know, blathering as always about food. So give us a call if you would like to join in on that. And uh, even if not, still give us a call because, you know, we need it. Today is also the birthday of Thomas Edison. Yeah, I wonder what he used to do. He liked uh, <laughs> light bulbs, I heard. And yes. I can't figure out what the deal but, was but there. But what is the food connection to why was Thomas Edison's birthday in your almanac because I'm trying to think of what what connection his name would have to food. Well, you can imagine how many different or dishes. Are you just thinking because, no, that's not true. I was about to say you're just thinking because he invented the light bulb that that would have something to do with cooking. I mean, I guess that means that you could cook later. I don't know. Why is he in your almanac, Tom? Because uh, he made such an impact on the whole world. Can you imagine what a restaurant would be without a light or, or 
air conditioning? Or oh, anything? I see. So what you said is uh, he had the electric light bulb, which certainly changed the face yeah. of the restaurant world. Imagine what it would be like to dine only by candlelight. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have, if you want to experience it, go to Muriel's. But Muriel's, Tom, it's my shoe. It's mm-hmm. my shoe. Um, my shoe? Yeah, you keep looking like there's some foreign object flying around, but it's just yeah. my shoe. <laughs> Every time I cross my my leg. Yeah, what is that about, anyway? <laughs> it's my shoe, Tom. Okay. Anyway. Um, it's my shoe. Da, 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 da. There's you a were song talking about somewhere. Muriels, but Muriels. you know they the fire marshals came in and advised them to change their candlelight to fake the, candlelight. The ones on the outside, they're all fake now. Yeah, I mean they've been there for a, a long time, and in I fact, mean, it's still a cool effect. You can have fake candlelight and still have it look good. Well, there were a couple or three restaurants before that was Muriels. Uh, one of them was a national chain. The Chart House. The Chart House, which was very famous for a lot of people. I'll bet you right now there are at least 10 people who were fairly regular customers at uh, – at, uh, Okay, I was not a regular customer no? at this Chart House. As a matter of fact, chart I don't know house. that I ever went to this Chart House when it was the Chart House. Yeah. But we were regulars at the Chart House in – D.C. when we lived there. Mm-hmm. There's a chart house in uh, Virginia right across the Potomac. It's on the Potomac in Alexandria. And it's a very mm-hmm. cool building. There's a little sort of turret, like a lighthouse. And we used to always like to sit in the lighthouse. And what I loved about... What I what I loved about the salads was that Mary Lee used to joke with me. I would get several different kinds of salads, and um, and there would be sort of a stack, like the princess and the pea. I would just sort of stack the plates, and she used to like to tease me about that because uh, can I use it for a minute? Mm-hmm. Oh, you need it? You really need it that much? No, like, I, I was can get write something. I have other pencils here. in here. Okay, well, here, you can have it if you really, really need no, it. No, I can live without it. Because I can also borrow it when I need it. Sure. I'm, I'm going to be needing it every okay, now and then. Remember here, that here. it's over here. And I okay, here. It, uh, I'll just grab it from you. You can have I'm, it as I, long as you want. I, I tried to steal Tom's pencil, but he's not having it. Here, I've got it. You take this one. I'll take okay. that one. 260 is the number. Don't we have some fascinating, fascinating things on the air. Yeah, like what? Like battling about who's going to use the pencil. It's mm. it's riveting. What can I say? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, nobody's done it before, so we may as well be number one. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's going to do it again, I hope I don't know. You know, when, when I talk to people, <laughs> which I do more than any other thing I do while doing yeah. this, uh-huh. uh, what I always get back from them is, you know, uh, the things you bring up are so far out, and uh, really, I love listening to list, this stuff. And wow. I, get, I really do. I get that all the time. So God bless them, uh, but also to everybody who's going to Muriel's or any of a bunch of other restaurants in the okay, city. Okay, this will be funny, Tom. Oh, I can't wait to hear here's, it. Here's a review yeah. written by a, a newspaper reviewer. Yeah. Quote, the Cajun jambalaya at 1595 tasted as if some dry hot spice mix had been randomly sprinkled over chunks of flavorless chicken and shrimp. Mm -hmm. What is that a review of? Uh, Give me another reading on that. It's a place that it's a local place. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. That has only come to town about six years ago. Yeah. Very popular national chain. Mm-hmm. This is a review of their Cajun jambalaya. The Cajun jambalaya tasted as if some dry hot spice mix had been randomly sprinkled over chunks of flavorless chicken and shrimp. Wow, there are so many uh, dishes that would meet those descriptions. Well, it's it's a review of the Cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake Factory. Yes, and you said a place you should never go looking for jambalaya. You know what? I know yeah. you don't like the Cheesecake Factory. I know you don't. But of all of the chains, the Cheesecake Factory is actually really good. You think so? I do. I really do think so. Now, now I wouldn't get jambalaya there, certainly not here, when you can get real jambalaya and good jambalaya. But for basic kinds of things, I think it's really good. You know, what I find interesting about the Cheesecake Factory is its breadth of menu. It really covers a wide scope. I mean, it's a booklet. It's it's a it's a book actually, and it's just about every imaginable American dish out there. But I think they do a really credible job with most of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think their pizza is fine. I think their guacamole is good. They have great sliders. I I confess, I have a thing for their sliders. Well, you found They come in a stack of four. They're semi-greasy buns. It's kind of like if, 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 um, what's that place you used to really like? The Crystal. If the Crystal was good, that's what this would be. When I was 14. No, Tom, you were doing Crystal recently. Don't try to fake it. No, I haven't. That's, uh, that's off my list. I remember driving with children in tow. Yep. That's how it And having did. to stop at a crystal that we found somewhere. So mm-hmm. we're not talking about, well, our kids are 30 years old. but Yeah, well, so, yeah, that, that kind of changes the thought. So it could be maybe 20 years ago. But, mm-hmm. but I think if that crystal was still on Royal Street, because I think that was the one right by Deuce McAllister's Old Saint. I think it was right there next to it. It's not there anymore. I don't know what it is now, but... It's not been that long that the crystal's been gone. Did you ever hit that crystal on Royal Street, Tom? Uh, no, I don't I'll think so. Um, but here's something that you might not know about uh, about the crystal. They were a, a, a uh, how uh, what's what's the word? Hamburger. Uh, no, no. It was uh, a, a completely family-owned uh, business. And Are they still? No, they, about. Uh, I'm going to say about five to ten years ago, they sold it finally. But it was the same family the whole time. I wonder what they sold it for. I can't remember, but I do remember that uh, this is going to make for better hamburgers. What? Uh, the absence of crystals. Oh, okay. And now, when I was, again, I tell you, 14 or thereabouts, I, I used to like them. Uh, we would just glam them down uh, when we would get off of school. Uh, when I was going to Jesuit, we would go over there, and each of us would... Where was would, there a crystal in your Jesuit? Airline Highway, right before you get David, David Drive. Uh, yep, we'd, we were in okay. there every afternoon eating tons of these things, tons, tums. What and, was that burger place that you used to also like? It wasn't Burger King, it was Burger Chef, maybe? Was there a Burger oh, uh, Chef? Burger Chef, I don't think was here uh, anytime recently. 
No, no, no. This would have been when you were, you know, riding around with guys at Jesuit. Mm. Was there a place called Burger Chef? Does anybody uh, remember that? There was one, but it was not common around here. You saw a lot of them in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's news time, and then we'll come back with the third course of the food show. I think it's uh, four, huh? Yep, two. Two? Just anyway, two, two more. we'll be back. You're listening to WWL uh, 105.3 okay. FM HD2. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.